You're listening to the Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry podcast, and I'm your host, Abuja-based photographer, Tavishima Ayede. The last episode was a freestyle on personal sales and how it's essential for maximizing customer lifetime value. I also tried to show one of the key defining characteristics of personal selling, and that is the idea of it being one-to-one. It could be one-to-one when you're face-to-face, or the intimate nature of the uh, contact when you're giving someone your sole and undivided attention. So it would still be personal selling if you are um, on the phone and you can't see face-to-face. If you're doing this over Zoom uh, or some other video medium out there, and uh, it would still be personal selling if you're doing it over uh, text or email. I mean, so long as the idea wasn't that you are broadcasting some message across hundreds of people and you're giving one person your soul and undivided attention so for those of you who are interested in those sorts of ideas and you haven't been following the podcast just check out the previous episode and we uh, you're going to find some um, some interesting perspectives about that today i'm going to take a detour to discuss a condition which a lot of wedding photographers have and that is called gas Before I define what gas is, I'm going to give a history of the podcast because it is tied into this particular disease that wedding photographers have, which is gas. Now, the podcast came about because of suggestions and proddings from some of my friends, chief of whom was Laura Michael Phillips, who is a wedding planner with the Porsche and Pristine events. She had me speak at some of her functions where she was training uh, wedding planners, intending wedding planners. And her rationale was that since I'm good at sales, customer service, and these sorts of things, customer conversations, it's my jam, and I should be doing pretty much more of this. And I decided to take her up on it. Also, another acquaintance, Kelly, of the planning company, also a wedding planner and a wedding decorator, suggested that I try something. Um, For those of you who are into YouTube, you can check her out. I think she has, she does something with um, Queen. I'm not sure what the channel is. I'm not sure what the name of the channel is, but uh, I think the last I heard, I think the show is called Kelly and Queen, and they answer loads of questions. And Kelly thought I should start up something too. Then there's also my photographer friend Rodney, otherwise known as The Young God. And the name of his podcast is The Young God um, Podcast, and he suggested that I should give it a go because in a photo group that we were both involved in i used to answer a lot of business questions for some of the newer entrants into the wedding photography space and then of course there's my darling wife and her friends who suggested that i would be good at this now i mentioned that rodney and i were a member of a photography group and that was called the photo niger photography group it was set up by my friend by now friend simi Ajose. Now, Photo Niger is an online service that caters to wedding fulfillment. What they do is they, uh, they produce um, premium, uh, standard and high-end um, albums, frames, and wedding souvenirs. So they cater to wedding photographers, of course, because we have to get our books and our frames made. But wedding planners and brides and grooms may also find it useful because they can have souvenirs made as well. Now, Simi Adjosa created a group so that we photographers who are his regular customers could get together and jam on business ideas, photography technique, those sorts of things. But what ended up happening was that group discussions 
on the Photo Niger group turned out to be more about gear and lenses. What's the latest camera? What's the latest um, lens? Uh, what's the latest megapixel count? You know, the usual things that photographers obsess over. They would also obsess over retouching theory. How do you do high frequency um, separation and all kinds of terms that I've never heard. Um, well, to be frank, I'm not really a gear person or a um, computer person. So some of those discussions just went over my head. The few times that we would discuss business we would end up hovering around this idea of price uniformity because a lot of people figured that the main reason why business was bad for them or the reason why business is bad overall is because you have people who are willing to take low prices and undercut everybody else. So the solution was pretty much, well, the latest I heard on the group, I think last year, there were talks about coming up with some uniform pricing uh, that will be enforced through, um, that would be broadcast on the Facebook group and enforced through peer action. So if you, began, if you had been a photographer of so, so, so number of years, you would charge between 150 to 250. Another tier would be, you know, 250 to 500 and, you know, on and on and on and on and on. Uh, basically ideas which I didn't support for reasons why you are going to hear in the later part of the podcast. Now, I think that for the group, there were a couple of resources that we failed to take advantage of. And for those of you who are not wedding photographers, you know, wedding planners and the rest of you, I hope you guys are going to learn from our example, um, from our examples about how we failed to take advantage of these resources in the group. Now, I mentioned that uh, there's a friend of mine, Rodney, at the time he managed to, I think maybe this was two years back. He also, apart from weddings, he also does some conceptual type photography, you know, high high artsy high artsy fine art kind of things it's hard to describe but really some conceptual stuff basically the sort of things that you would see in the museum and there was once that he was able to uh sell some of his stuff for about seven thousand dollars and that was real big news so of course some of us on the group were really jazzed up about it and while we're on the group i tried to get him to talk about the transaction um how did he find a buyer? How did he put it together? Paperwork and all of that. But everybody on the group kept uh, going back to the usual stuff. They wanted to know about what camera he used. What lens did he use? How did he retouch the image? How did he uh, um, composite the image? I think compositing is a technique where you have one image <clears throat> and you cut it out and you paste it on another image. So they wanted to know how did he composite the image? Um, how did he frame the image, um, you know, on and on and on, and stuff that, in my own opinion, I think are not really the main deal. I think if we're a group of professional photographers, and one of us has been able to make a hit of about $7,000 in selling a painting, I think we should be more interested in the business aspect. I think that that is the key thing. You know, how did he put together that deal? How did he find a buyer? How has he figured out the international market? Those are things that we should be paying attention to because I really don't think that the things that sealed the deal for him was the brand of the camera that he used or his megapixel count or his retouching technique. Um, all those things, of course, have to be there to make a decent work of art in the first place. But in my own opinion, these sorts of things are the easiest 
things that we ought, um, these are the easiest things that we can learn because we have um, YouTube and we have other people to teach us all these things about cameras, how to retouch, how to composite, how to do all the uh, computer stuff, um, basically. And then I also introduced, um, I got another a UK wedding for lifestyle and wedding photographer, Obi Wokedi, does really nice stuff. And he's been doing this for a very long time. Uh, I think even back when I was in uni, I used to see some of his, his, um, his stuff. And I got him to be a member of the group. And I thought that people would be inspired and get to ask him about the business process behind what it is that he does. But then again, it all... I mean, the usual questions kept coming up. What kind of camera do you use? What kind of lens do you use? What's your philosophy on um, lighting? How do you achieve your look in retouching? And things like that. But I was of the opinion that the more important thing that people needed to learn from Obi Wokedi while he was a member of the group was not about all the gear and retouching and all of that, but to find out how he positioned himself as a Nigerian in the UK to take advantage of um, the UK market, um, especially in the niche that he was involved in, because he was doing lots of um, Nigerian and West, uh, are they called West Indians? I think Nigerians and West Indians, and then some um, some Asians. So he had a, a niche market that he was delving in. And I thought it would have been more important to ask him questions about um, that so that we can, um, so that we can learn how to grow um, our businesses. And time and time again, while I was a member of the group, I saw that these were the sorts of things that we were missing out on. And a couple of things that I tried to um, key up on the group, some of the, uh, some of the members of the group were not able to, um, were not able to take advantage of. And that's one of the reasons why I set up this podcast, especially after um, discussing with my my wife, she's of the opinion that you know some folks just won't get it, and I finally agree with her that some people are just hooked on whatever it is that they're hooked on, and they can't see the way and the truth that what is going to get you out of your stale financial affairs if you're a wedding photographer is not the technique. It's not because you have a bad camera, it's not because of your poor lens, or it's not because you can't retouch, and it's not because of price uniformity. It's not because somebody else is undercutting you on price. Now, technique is essential. It absolutely is essential because with the rise of the internet now, you'll find that our skill set is pretty much, um, I won't say pretty much the same, but there's a high level of skill set that we have right now amongst wedding photographers, amongst wedding planners, you know, cake bakers, or, you know, whoever, whatever it is that you're involved in. And I think that that's because the internet has uh, democratized the learning in our industry. And so because of that, we're able to get access to high quality learning. So this is my premise. Given that we all have the learning at hand to improve our technique, Technique is going to be a given. Why don't we focus on that thing which sets us apart, which is going to be education in the business space? I think that is what is going to make you a better photographer, a better wedding, uh, better, uh, wedding planner, or a better um, cake artist. It's not going to be because of your gear, because you have a camera that's 10 years old, or because your cake mixing machine is 20 years old. 
um, or I don't think it's going to be about primarily about price uniformity because you're trying to hold a price of 250,000 for one wedding cake but your neighbor next door is willing to take 75,000 naira uh, for the cake I don't think these are the key um, these are the key um, issues so basically my setting up this blog and all other resources that I put out there um, in written form is to advance the idea of marketing over innovation we already have our innovation pegged down we are good on technique what we need to cure is the marketing aspect of the business we need to learn how to project out there so that people know who we are what it is we do the value that we provide and then in one-to-one -one conversations that is where uh, personal selling comes in we're able to communicate the value that we can provide and of course ask the right questions to find out what problem it is that we're trying to solve in the first place back to my example of a 250,000 wedding cake there's no point in you trying to um, hustle your 250,000 cake around if your marketing is set up in such a way that you're only coming up in contact with 25k brides and grooms so you see that's the reason why I think we need to cure the marketing function that is my personal bias now back to the main question what disease is this that wedding photographers have that is called gas well something that I saw on the blog the idea is not originally mine I came across it a couple of years ago I think it was from um, there's this wedding photographer in Los Angeles I think his name is Cheng or Chan or something I can't remember and he spoke about gas gear acquisition syndrome and that is the disease that a lot of Nigerian wedding photographers have gear acquisition syndrome they just have to have it new gear comes out the latest 2020 Sony camera Nikon this Canon that that they just have to have it the Sony one point whatever G lens they just have to have it they just have to have absolutely everything that's on the market what is the latest version of this retouching website they just have to have it and you know on and on and on and on and on and that's the problem that wedding photographers in Nigeria have gear acquisition syndrome so my advice to the rest of you listening to the podcast all ye wedding planners all ye cake artists all ye MCs and pyrotechnic and lighting people and DJs and the rest of you please do not fall into this disease that wedding photographers have because that I think is the key thing that is limiting us we have gear acquisition syndrome we always think the problem is we need to buy a bigger camera buy a better camera buy a better holster buy better lighting buy a better computer buy I mean it just goes on and on and on and on we'll keep on doing everything apart from paying attention to what is the key aspect in our business which is we need to learn how to market learn how to promote learn how to sell and learn how to distinguish ourselves so that's it gear acquisition syndrome please brothers and sisters the rest of you who are listening to this who don't happen to be wedding photographers don't fall into this disease because if you do it'll take a very hard time to get out of and let me get back to my uh 250k um cake baker example you assume that the reason why you're not making progress in the business is because your cake mixer is 20 years old so you run out and then you buy the 2020 model guess what your business is not going to change and it's not going to improve if 
with all this money that you spent on the new equipment, your marketing is still poor and it still is attracting the wrong kind of clients that you do not want. So please don't catch the disease, don't catch gear acquisition syndrome. And as usual, if any of you have questions, comments, um, inquiries, hit me up on email. That's ayede.tave at gmail.com. A-Y-E-D-E dot T-A-V-E-R at gmail.com. Thank you very much, guys, for listening. I'll catch you on the next episode.